Bienvenidos al podcast de Latino Founder Hour. Each week we invite you to spend an in-depth hour with us as we speak with a Latino startup founder from somewhere around the world. Aquí conocerás esas historias de éxito y fracasos, retos personales y lecciones aprendidas. And we have fun. We're live every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific time. Tune in at startupradionetwork.com. O en versión podcast después del show. Escucha. Listen. Aprende. Learn. Y emprende. Launch. Bienvenidos a Latino Founder Hour, episodio 111. ¿Cómo estás, Clau? Bienvenido otra vez de regreso. Ay, no. Muchísimas gracias por la invitación de nuevo. Yo feliz de estar aquí con ustedes. En Latino Thunder Hour. Hey, abril oye, 24. Oye, abril 24. 111. Episodio 111. Sí, ya celebramos That's un par de años crazy. en el aire. Eres, eres bananas, ¿no? It's so... It's crazy, it's crazy. Estoy súper bueno, feliz. No, me, me encanta, Clau, que y acuerdo cuando empezamos el episodio número uno hace pues ya más de dos años. Y claro. pues no sabíamos a dónde íbamos a ir, no sabíamos a dónde venía esto, pero pues, hemos tenido... Todo el talento que hemos traído, ¿verdad? Exacto. Sí, sí, sí. No hemos conocido unas historias increíbles desde Estados Unidos hasta literalmente la Patagonia. Pero bueno, pues hoy tenemos a dos invitados. Están en el área de la Bahía y me parece que una en Austin, Andrea Flores y Felipe Venturas. Eh, ellos son eh, organizadores y fundadores, me parece, de Tequería. ¿Cómo están, chicos? How are you guys doing? Hola. Yeah. Hola. How are you? Doing great, Andrea. Uh, so, Andrea, are you in Austin or are you physically in, in California? Are you back in I'm, Cali? I'm physically in Austin. Oh, okay. Uh, so you're still in Austin. So that right. I was I wanted to ask about that. So t tell us a little bit about yourself, Andrea and, and Felipe. I mean, we can start with Andrea. Ladies always first. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Where, uh, where are you from? Where do you grow up? I'm from Texas. I am a seventh and eighth generation Texan, Texican. Um, I, yeah, I'm supposed to be in Los Angeles, but it's actually very difficult to move right now, as you can imagine. Yeah. So I am still in Austin. Um, yeah, I am an Austin chapter director for our organization, Tequeria, and I am a board member as well with Felipe, who's our executive director. I've been with our organization for about four years now, and I am currently working at Disney on the show, The Proud Family. Oh, wow. Yeah. That is exciting. I know. Super cool. And so why was, technology yeah. in there? Oui. Um, <laughs> I wanted to work on cartoons since I was eight. And oh, wow. I actually, I always wanted to work at Disney. And I studied animation when I was in college. And then I needed, I needed a job. And I was started working nights at a company called Digital Domain. And I just, I sort of fell into it technically. And that's for, for 10 years, I worked in animation and visual effects. And then I have a master's in cyber policy that I, I started thinking, what else can I do with, with my life? And yeah, I'm, Something that's always struck me is the fact that at every company, it was always just me. I was always the only woman. I was certainly the only Latina. Oh, wow. And I really sought out an organization like Tequeria because there was no one who looked like me. And I knew that they had mm -hmm. to exist. So this Incredible. organization is that's very amazing. dear to my heart. 
So, so and now you know, and you know, you, you said you were you know not represented, and but that that also probably traces back to college, doesn't it? Oh yes, <laughs> yeah. I went to USC, uh, Southern okay. California, and so certainly there were not a ton of people who looked like me as well in the university, or especially in the animation school. Oh wow! Okay, that's really that awesome. Was, yeah, so dreams come true and being a perseverant, right? Yeah. No, that is super. So, so where can we? Do you have a web a web page where we can you, we can see your work? <laughs> not not anymore. And also, my my work is so technical usually that it's not okay. something you can you can see. You can just see it. All right. No, that that's fair enough. That's awesome. And uh, and what about you, Felipe? Where, where are you from? Where do you grow up? Yeah. Hey, everyone. Um, so I I was born in Was uh, Washington Heights in New York City, um, and I'm the son of two immigrants. My mom is Colombian, my dad is Dominican, um, and yeah, I just grew up in around New York City and New York City, and um, I have a labor organizing background. I've worked with a couple of service worker unions, both in, in college and then um, moving to the Bay. I moved to the Bay a bit more than six years ago. And um, I had a similar experience where all throughout high school and college, I was doing so um, doing engineering, building software. And I didn't really know that software engineering was a a job, a profession, until I came to um, the Bay Area and I saw people like me doing it. Um, and so six years ago, I started a, a career in software engineering, mostly focused in the financial tech space. And um, yeah, a little bit over four four years ago, um, started organizing here in the Bay Area for Tequeria um, and um, currently helping it expand to uh, many national chapters, um, acting as an executive director as we incorporated uh, almost two years now. Oh, okay, wow. But first of all, you know, uh, saludos a todos uh, in Washington Heights, one of my favorite places in New York. Uh, so my one of my favorite restaurants, El Rey del Mofongo, right in. Yeah. <laughs> good food, good food, good people, good it's Great food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now that, that that's exciting. So now you know, I, I got to tell you, I, I first um, found out about Tequeria. Um, maybe four years ago at a tech conference in, in San Francisco. And, I, you know, just from the name, I was intrigued. It's a, you know, great marketing. But can you tell us, you know, uh, you know how it started, who started the, the, the movement, and, you know, what's, um, uh, what's the overall mission? Yeah, so this group was started by two individuals in a, in a co-working space, Shashi and David. Um, and it just started as like a um, meetup between uh, Latinos and tech. And um, first meetup was just three people at the co-working space. And then um, I, I joined in for the first um, uh, event that we had in Uber. So it was like our first event at a, held at a company. And that okay. was in early 2016. And from there, it just started, more people started coming in. Um, we expanded to LA and I'll let Andrea share her experience. Um, that was like our first chapter outside of the Bay Area. And from there, there's just been organic growth throughout. 
Okay, it's and amazing. so that's amazing. Yeah, just just or yeah. it started as a meetup group, as um, as we've seen many others, you know, in the, in the, throughout the nation. But how does that how does that first step, you know, go from into a meetup group into a, a little bit more organized and, and let's call it real, you know? It's yeah. Well, I think one of the things that we've found consistently is that every everyone sort of sort of shares our same experience is that no one yeah. saw anyone else who looked like them at their companies so the first event i went to was at a place called indie desk in los angeles and our la chapter was spearheaded by um, esteban uribe and hector yeah. Mona, and okay. the two of them had found out about taqueria in the bay area and we're trying trying to start something in LA because again nothing like that really existed. So we did small meetups, and something we've really relied on is what who who works where. So if someone works at Tinder, like Esteban does, or Slack, or Disney, whoever can can find a space for us to to host us or just to try and make connections, that's where we try to have a meeting and just introduce people because networking opportunities in this way don't tend to happen as frequently in tech for Latinos. So one, I think our growth happened that way, just sort of face-to-face. And two, we really relied on our Slack community, which has has exploded over the past two years. I think currently we have, and Felipe can correct me if I'm wrong, um, about 5,800 members, and oh wow, every yeah. everyone really connects over a myriad of things like food or sports or whatever programming languages. Their local communities like California, New York, Miami. So, no, that is fantastic. That tells you. Yeah, that tells you, right? When uh, when we have a need, it's a huge opportunity ahead. So this is a everything you guys do is amazing, and then awareness of the programs that you provide for the Latin tech community, uh, and the perspectives in in the key areas of technology industry. So how do you find out uh, the programs that you are going to implement? So the programs that that we as Techeria are implementing? Correct. Um, so usually how we function, uh, we were very much like an in-person space and run by chapters in geographical areas. And so um, to go a little bit back to how we transitioned from a meetup to to an organization, I think it was from, from these local chapters, um, leadership naturally emerged. And from there, we communicated with um, the leaders on a national level and started having a conversation about how do we formalize our processes and what programs we're going to build out. Um, And so we like to operate fairly autonomously. And that means like chapters build out the programs that they want to build out. But given the current situation, um, we're essentially one big uh, virtual chapter right now. Um, so uh, what what we've been focusing on is virtual webinars and online learning. 
And that's happening on an ongoing basis. And that's being held by organizers from chapters across the country. And the easiest way to find out about that is um, through our social media and also through our events uh, page, which is um, events.thekeria.org. Most of our virtual webinars and events are posted there. And if, if you if you also join the Slack, there's a lot of activity there about what's happened. Okay, and and uh, I mean, this is a question for both of you. Again, you know, this is this are on real time, but let's just go back before um, COVID nineteen and uh, and this this current situation. Mm -hmm. You know, we, you you brought out an interesting point, and we've heard it here before from um, other Latinx found, uh, startup founders here in, in the Portland area. Well, they're in the Portland area where they say like we will go to events you know for meetups and all that but you know we felt like we didn't belong uh we had actually one of our friends sylvia salazar you know, telling us you know yeah we used to go to all those meetups um but you know i'm, I'm the only latin woman certainly you know, one of the few women software engineers so she didn't feel like welcome until there was an event from Pequeria, a new chapter that was starting in Portland uh, last year. And it was a fantastic event that, uh, you know, hosted by our friends at Airbnb. And it's like, wow, this was, this was a completely different game. It was a fun event. It was very instructional. And I felt like I was at home. Yeah, yeah. So I... We definitely see the Latinx identity as a as an intersection of a lot of different peoples, and at the core of that is um, looking at how uh, representation looks like even in our communities. Like, what's the mainstream? What's the default? And why it is that case? And within our own community, there's a lot of marginalized people, and making sure that those communities within our community are at the forefront and heard is something that is very close to our, our mission and what we do, but on an event-to-event -event basis and also in our leadership as well. Okay, no, that is good. And, and one of the things that I really like also is, you know, the, the whole diversity within the Latin culture. Again, you know, we, we tend to associate Latin with, oh, just Mexican, but, uh, you know, we're here at an event, and even the Portland's a very small uh, town, some city, some, some call it. Uh, back in November, we, we had this event, and, and there were people from all these different nationalities. So it, 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 it was really great to also, within our uh, Latin culture, still see, you know, that, that representation of having people from Brazil, from Bolivia, from Peru, from the, the DR, from Puerto Rico. That, I, I mean, I think is one of the greatest values that also this organization can bring. And to, uh, to to bring in that that diversity within our, our our cultures. I'm really excited to hear that your friend had such a positive experience uh, at the Portland event. I know our our Portland chapter is is pretty new, and I think yeah. they've been very successful so far. Um, one of the like we have that conversation a lot, and I am Mexican, so I will say this is like the the Mexican hegemony is is very real. And again, yeah. you know, I grew up in Texas where if, if you are brown, you're a Mexican and nobody thinks <laughs> yeah. twice about it, right? So that's a, a conversation we've had for a long time is how to make sure that everybody is seen 
and that everybody is seen equally. And, you know, I'm someone who's coming at this from a place of a lot of privilege. You know, I'm not first generation. I'm not undocumented. So how do I make sure that I'm not centering my experiences, that we're getting all the voices Correct. to the front that need to be elevated? Um, yeah, but I think we always sort of try to approach every event or every new chapter as what does this group of people specifically need? Like, what does the Portland community need that's different than the community in New York? Because geographically, like obviously the, the tech community is going to be different. The businesses that operate there are going to be different. But also... Uh, Ethnically, those communities are going to be different. So Absolutely. maybe, you know, we need to keep that in mind as well and make sure that we have the right representation there. So that's very important to us. Correct. No, and, and you're absolutely right. And you know, going back to what you, um, your own experience. You know, you 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 were living in LA or, or go, going to move to LA, working for Disney. So depending on the region too, is the, the type of um, industries that you know, obviously more entertainment uh, uh, prone versus you know, you know, there, there's a, a subsector here in Portland that is just like mostly technology and software development. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's. How do you that, become? Yeah. How do you become a member of the Korea? Yeah, so there's there's many ways. Um, so uh, up until recently, we encouraged people to participate in our in-person events. Um, now that everything's online, one good way is to go to tekeria.org forward slash join. And that will... Um, that's a form where you can fill out and we'll invite you to our online Slack. Everyone's welcome. Allies are welcome. Latinx peoples are welcome. Um, and beyond that, we have um, social media and our growing YouTube channel. But I would say the main hub of us right now is our Slack channel, which is like an easy way to communicate um, just uh, on an ongoing basis. And so this will uh, connect you to the community, the technology community, and all the United States. So yep, just yep. your community. Um, all the all the United States. There's chapter channels, and also we have a growing chapter in Mexico City. So pretty oh, soon wow. over there too as well. Yeah. Okay, we'll have to go check it out as well. Yeah, no, no that, yeah, that's definitely. exciting. So it's techeria, T-E-C-H-Q-U-E-R-I-A dot org, O-R-G. Yep, yep. Okay. Like a taqueria, but with tech in the front. With tech, yeah. And yeah. the Q-U-E-R-I. Okay, and for the Slack channel, what, 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 what's techeria dot org Slack channel? Uh, techeria dot org forward slash join. And oh, for, join. Uh, yeah, and for events, it's events dot techeria dot org. Okay. Perfect. So we're going to post it so, so everybody can look at it. And um, so, you know, obviously now, now you know, moving into 2020, one, you know, bef before this whole thing, you know, we, we saw, you know, chapters popping up in different locations, like here in Portland. I had the opportunity to meet the organizers and fantastic people, by the way, full of energy. Um, now, what have you seen in the, in the tech industry, uh, you know, that has um, affected you know, our, I mean, your, your, uh, your members. Do you mean with the pandemic or overall? Yeah, with the, 
yeah, with the pandemic? It's it's been difficult. I mean, I think a, across all chapters, we've seen a number of our members either be furloughed or have go through layoffs, have their time just cut in half. So that's, you know, to Felipe's earlier point, one of the things we're trying to do is offer a lot of um, virtual meetups on career building. Um, one of the issues we have also seen is that we have undocumented members. Okay. So then the problem is magnified for them as well to get hired right now. I see. I see. So because of that. Yeah. Of the obvious reasons, um, yeah. So, so we're we're working we're working pretty hard in terms of making sure that everyone is um, is taken care of and has has the right resources. Last couple of weeks, we launched a fund for specifically for undocumented workers. We were able to raise more than fifty thousand dollars and um, get that money out to um, a little bit under one hundred and thirty families. Um, oh wow, that's that's amazing! Yeah. And um, yeah, just making sure that we we hear what how everyone is doing and figuring out ways to collaboratively collaboratively come with a come up with a solution. Oh my god! No, and and that's that, that was a point that I wanted to take because I've been following on Twitter. Um, it was just remarkable. It was it, it just one of those feel good stories, but. I want to make a pause to, to actually pay our bills. Uh, so, Alon, can you take us to break, and we'll we'll uh, delve into that uh, into that thought when we come back in thirty seconds. Support for today's episode comes from our friends at Ruby Receptionist. For small businesses like yours, nothing is more valuable than real human interaction. It's why two out of three mobile web searches for those ready to buy end in a phone call to a business. Together, you and Ruby transform your phone into the sales engine it was meant to be. Start setting your business apart today. Visit callruby.com slash startupradio to sign up or better yet, call them at 833-861-8100 and use promo code startupruby. Tell them Claudia and Edgar sent you. CPA dudes where accounting is never boring. Their price is not based on time. Instead, customers decide what to pay them. They don't charge you for sending invoices, phone calls, emails, texts, or meetings. They just get the damn job done. Find them at cpadudes.com slash startup radio. Y bueno, ya estamos de regreso aquí en okay. Latino Founder Hour. Clau, este, ¿cómo ves esto? Esta... Um, Um, esta campaña que te quería te organizó, o sea, ellos solos, obviamente completamente virtual y ahorita Felipe nos comentaba que recaudaron ya 50 mil dólares eh, que se han distribuido a familias que no tienen eh, que, no, que su, su, su situación migratoria es diferente, ¿no? Entonces, como eh, queríamos preguntarle un poquito más y, y qué es lo que puede continuar después de esta campaña, ¿no? Claro que sí. No, y súper agradecida porque sabes que estos chicos necesitan tanta ayuda y estamos ahorita pasando por uh, un, un momento muy crítico que las familias necesitan saber la ayuda que estamos, que nosotros como latinos estamos siendo líderes para estas personas o voz para estas personas que están necesitando esta ayuda. Y un aplauso para ustedes chicos que están haciendo este esta gran, gran este campaña para esas personas y claro, yo lo yo lo voy a compartir este en Facebook, que ahora yo estaba viendo ahorita en estos momentos y la verdad es que 
me quito el sombrero para ustedes. Muy buen trabajo. Sí. Gracias, gracias. Sí, es importante para nosotros porque nosotros en nuestro liderazgo tenemos personas sin documentos, eh, personas con DACA y, y es algo bien importante para nosotros poder ayudar a, a nuestra comunidad. No, y, y, y mira, y, y también ser esa fuente de inspiración, ¿no? De decir, mira, es que hay gente que se preocupa. Hay gente como ustedes que toman la batuta y toman el, este, el, eh, el ¿cómo se llama? El, el toro por los cuernos y están organizando este tipo de, de acciones, ¿no? Eh, realmente son, son muy inspiradoras y es lo que también necesitamos ahorita. Eh, gente que nos ayude. Nada, y, y más que nada, de, con lo que estábamos hablando ahorita, de, de ver y, y a veces no ser aceptados por grupos, y ver que nuestra comunidad latina está haciendo algo por nosotros, esto es grande. Y nos da nos da la oportunidad de conectarnos y, y ver qué es lo que estamos haciendo como comunidad para poder crecer, ¿no? En, en todas las industrias, no nada más en lo que es la tecnología. Sí, sí, es verdad. Y si uno ve todos los datos que están mm, surgiendo durante esta pandemia, eh, nuestra comunidad es la comunidad que nos está afectando de más en términos de, de trabajos y de ingresos y, y uno ve las noticias también, esta administración que está haciendo todo lo posible para no poder ayudar a nivel federal a, a nuestra comunidad indocumentada y sí, es un momento bien propicio para, para ayudar, es bien necesario. Sí, y bueno, y, y eso que, que, que tú eh, o sea, lo estás mencionando, ¿no? Nos afecta, eh, bueno, lo hemos visto en las noticias que en proporción pues son los, los trabajadores que están ahorita ahí eh, recogiendo la, la fruta, recogiendo las manzanas, están en las bodegas y son los más propensos. Bueno, tú viste las noticias de Nueva York, ¿no? Cómo afectó sí, desproporcionadamente claro. a Black and Brown. O sea, a sí. nuestros hermanos también nos ha pegado muy muy duro porque somos los que menos defensas tienen y tienen que salir a trabajar porque no tienen claro. resguardo. Entonces es el double whammy, ¿no? Entonces yo creo que lo que ustedes están haciendo es fenomenal en, 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 en también juntar a, a, a más gente, juntar a más organizaciones, decir, hey, eh, véanlo desde este punto, we're alone, pero si nos juntamos entre todos, eh, olvídense del gobierno, mejor vamos a, a buscar estas soluciones entre nosotros, ¿no? Sí, sí, es, es, es un proyecto de etapas. En, en, este, en este momento nos estamos enfocados en eh, proveer ayuda financiera de inmediato, uh -huh. pero cre queremos crear una serie de programas que no sea solamente eh, proveer ayuda financiera, sino aprender cuáles son eh, las necesidades eh, durante estos próximos meses para también proveer los recursos para, por ejemplo, si alguien quiere eh, emprender o hacer un negocio, nosotros los podemos ayudar. Ahora tenemos un programa eh, donde estamos eh, ayudando a negocios que usualmente no tienen una presencia digital a, a tenerla para que personas que, por ejemplo, eh, hagan las órdenes por, por internet o por teléfono puedan escoger estos negocios, estos restaurantes de comida latina para que puedan ellos también tener ingresos. No, eso, wow, eso es, es buenísimo. Claro que sí. Fíjate que yo trabajo con muchos negocios que están emprendiendo 
a que están empezando o ya tienen su negocio establecido, pero la tecnología es una parte que les hace mucha falta. Y para ellos crecer sus negocios necesitan la adaptación de la tecnología. Y, y, y eso que estás ofreciendo o que están ofreciendo programas que están ayudando a los negocios para adaptar la tecnología y ellos puedan tener esta, esta más oportunidad de crecimiento es increíble. Y eso lo están haciendo este, en colaboración o cómo funciona. Sí, esta es una iniciativa que empezó en Los Ángeles. En, en Andrea, do you know more info about it? I'll look it up. Let's make a quick pause just to pay the bills. Support for today's episode comes from our friends at Ruby Receptionist. At Ruby, they master the art of turning rings into relationships. Their team of remote receptionists answer all your calls live as if they're right there in your office. And with Ruby's mobile app, you easily control just how they screen, transfer, and take your messages. Together, you and Ruby transform your phone into the sales engine it was meant to be. Visit callruby.com forward slash startup radio to sign up, or better yet, call them at 833-861-8100 and use promo code STARTUPRUBY. Tell them Sylvia and Edgar send you and you get a $150 credit. Today's episode of the Latino Founder Hour is brought to you by CPA Dudes, where accounting is never boring. Their price is not based on time. Instead, customers decide what to pay them. They don't charge you for sending invoices, phone calls, emails, texts, or meetings. They just get the damn job done. Find them at cpadudes.com slash startup radio. Deme un segundo y, y le menciono las organizaciones. Sí, sí, sí. Sí, claro. No, y este, como te estaba sí. diciendo, Edgar, que, por ejemplo, la presencia de tener una página web o tener este, medios de redes sociales para poder hacer los negocios es, es key para el éxito del negocio. Bueno, y ahorita es, para el para la sobrevivencia, sí, ¿no? Número uno, o sea, sí, si no tienes esa sí, la presencia digital y los medios de, de cómo hacer, funcionar con e-commerce, una plataforma e-commerce, ahorita en, en los próximos meses no vas a sobrevivir, ¿no? Y ya después, pues, este, poder, este, poder seguir creciendo, ¿no? A, ahorita yo creo que todos estamos en survival mode. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so... So this this event is going to be a collaboration between Shopify, uh, us, small business majority, um, and um, America's uh, small business development community, California. It's the Los Angeles Network. And it's okay. an event that's happening today, actually, from 3 to 4 p.m. Um, if you go to our Twitter, you can check out the link. And it's also, you can register at bit.ly forward slash amplifica tu voz. That's bit.ly forward slash amplifica tu voz. Okay. Okay. Perfecto. Lo voy a compartir también aquí para que este, más negocios de los que estamos conectados puedan tener esta información. Sí. Y, y sabes que, bueno, ahorita que mencionas Shopify, Uh, hace unas semanas tuvimos la oportunidad de entrevistar a un em emprendedor latino que se llama Sergio Villaseñor de allá de Nueva York, que tiene una, es, él, ellos construyeron una plataforma que se llama Elliot. No sé si la han escuchado. Es Elliot.store. Sí, es una, una solución para, es like a marketplace solution. Exacto, sí, es, yeah. es un, un, un low, le llama low code e-commerce platform. 
este, eh, que te da la habilidad de, su, de subir tus productos um, y, y, y poder vender en más de 100 países en el mundo, ¿no? Entonces sería, si, si gustan, no, si lo conoces bien, si no, podemos hacer el intro eh, eh, para ver si, si algo podemos hacer juntos, ¿no? Yeah, yeah, we, we can always talk to them. Um, we're always like, anyone that wants to help and get the, get the information out, we're always, we're always like very, very happy to team up with them and organize a webinar, especially now that everything's online. It's very easy for us to spin up an event. Claro. No, 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 totalmente de acuerdo. Y a ver, entonces, eh, estoy, estamos viendo lo de las etapas, ¿no? Eh, de, de este programa que están haciendo ahorita. Número uno, como tú decías, es el apoyo financiero, que es lo, lo más urgente a familias que se han quedado sin ingresos. Uh, cómo, cómo apoyarlos con lo que sea, ¿no? Porque eh, every dollar counts right now. Yeah. Eh, y, y bueno, esperamos que esto se pueda uh, esparcir, que, que, que podamos entre todos hacer un movimiento más grande, porque sí hemos visto eh, en diferentes estados como organizaciones están juntando para resolver, resolver el mismo problema. Pero mi punto aquí es cómo juntamos a todo el mundo, todas estas organizaciones, incluidos ustedes, de hacer un movimiento mucho más grande en vez de ser más fragmentado. Sí, es, 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 eso es el, como el, el how, ¿no? Cómo, cómo pudiéramos reunir a todos, todas estas eh, agrupaciones que están haciendo cosas en paralelo y amplificar esa, eh, lo que tú dices, ¿no? Amplify your voice. Yeah, so I think this is like a very difficult time, but I also see it as a a time for a, that has a lot of opportunity, especially for building that broad movement that you've described. I think the key to that is realizing that um, in our community, we have, even though we're coming from a lot of countries, different races, we have a lot more in common that than, than differences. Um, and... I think what is key is uh, when we when we come together is to realize like realize and figure out ways of how we can help each other and what those needs are because if um, if my group is only operating for my group and doesn't extend a hand and figure out what the other needs then the other group is not going to want to join in to a broader coalition. Um, Andrea, what, what are some of your thoughts on that? I was actually thinking um, while you were saying that, that one of our best Slack channels has been politics, which is really interesting considering the fact that we don't all share the same opinions. But I feel like that channel has been able to create a, a really good balance of res respect and <laughs> disagreement across across political spectrums and the fact that it's not just United States policies, it's policies all over Latin America as well. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. So that's, that's been really, it's been really educational for me personally. And I think that that is, I am not just speaking for myself. I think all of our members are benefiting from this as well. And, you know, my, my hope obviously is that people are taking this, outside of our community and taking that to their interactions with other people. So, yeah. Yeah. And I, I would also say that, um, our community has a code of conduct and it's, it's, um, 
it lay out the type of behavior that is acceptable and not acceptable. And that makes sure that if someone is coming in with toxic behavior or divisive behavior, that um, our community members and leaderships are encouraged to, to address that in order for us to be a community that um, grows together. Um, and I think like that has been something we share across chapter and, and across events. Um, and it really has helped us um, grow into the organization we are today. Oh, that's that's great. And and, and again, you know, it's it's great also to respect you know people's opinions. But then, you know, there's got to be a limit. You know, and you're absolutely right. In, you know, having a toxic environment versus just uh, I mean, the fine balance between toxicity and just diverse opinions. Um, but now, how do you move this forward? I mean, it's you know, it, this is going to be here for quite a while. Uh, I'm, I'm talking about the pandemic. Things are going to be are, are changing definitely. What do you perceive in the future? You know, for for the organization. That is something we are certainly working on figuring out. Right um, at the at the beginning, in the first you know week or so, I think there was a lot of action amongst all of us on the board and, you know, chapter directors and the members themselves about creating virtual community. And, you know, let's watch movies together. Let's have a bunch of happy hours. Let's do all of these AMAs, whatever. And now, you know, I think universally everyone is hitting their Zoom burnout and Hangouts burnout. So I think we're trying to find a balance between what kind of programming can we offer that's beneficial to our users, but also respecting the space that not everyone wants to be connected all the time. And how do we preserve and help people maintain like mental health, which is also something that, you know, we're all struggling with right now. So I, I don't think any of us have a clear answer as to what this looks like, you know, in a month or three months, but it's, it's definitely on our minds. Oh, no. yeah. Yeah, I would say that there's areas of focus. Um, well, like focusing on well-being, mental health is definitely one of them. Um, for me personally, I, I want to um, make sure that anyone that wants to step up in terms of like leadership and becoming an agent of change during this time has the resources to do that as well. So that's another focus. Okay. And do you think, you know, for example, this, uh, you, you guys can keep experiencing growth on, in the organization with, with these conditions. So because I, I mean, I think we, you know, all the experts believe we're not going to be going back to, you know, to normal in the next couple of months. So I think we're here for, uh, if not for the rest of the year, we're going to be under these conditions. How do you um, uh, plan, are planning to mitigate? Yeah, so um, say continuing to continuing virtual events, getting the word out. Um, I think like what's going to be key is um, partnerships with other organizations to start building out um, different initiatives and getting people on board that didn't really know about us um, and just learning about um, 
the different communities that are affected and strategizing ways that we can help. In terms of like this change, I think we're uniquely positioned because we have a strong digital presence and um, we have a national network developed. So I, in terms of membership growth, I don't think that is going to be too affected um, for the duration of our shelter in place and, and pandemic. No, and you're absolutely right. I mean, I believe, you know, whoever didn't have a digital presence, it's um, uh, it's going to struggle during these times because, you know, as an organization or some, uh, as a group, <laughs> if you weren't um, uh, already positioned for this, uh, it, it, you're already working behind. Uh, you're far behind everybody else. So, no, I, I, I think you're right. But um, I, I was also thinking, like, okay, how do we – well, how do Tequeria as an organization uh, can position itself to be the springboard for what's next? You know, whether it's you know the next wave of uh, of hirings after this, you know, the, this, uh, these conditions are lifted, uh, and how do we position you know more more Latinx people in in technology? And then uh, women too, right? So do you have like a statistic on uh, the women taking this tech role today? Yes. Yeah. So um, the question is, how do we position ourselves and what is the current role of women in, in the plants? Correct? Yes, correct. Yes. OK. Um, so I, I can answer the first one. So in terms of how do we position ourselves, I think like we're unique in that there's so many conversations going on in our network. Frequently, we we know what's happening in the industry and workplaces before um some some of those news get get public so in terms of like who's hiring we have a robust uh jobs network um it's one of like our st strongest parts of our, our network and so members frequently get the word out hey we're hiring for these different roles um and i think expanding that offering not only to our slack community but just a more public offering um, so that anyone can benefit on our website and just abroad is going to be one of our one of the our ways that we can um, we can help with mitigating the effects of, of this pandemic. In terms of in terms of women, um, and yeah, I think you can you can handle that one. I think you know, sort of similar to that, that you know, we we do have. Latino only spaces in our in our Slack, and one of one of the things I I think about a lot, you know, women spaces in general have a history of whisper networks, and I guess you know more specifically in the Latinx community, that's more like sort of cheese networks, I suppose. And there there's a way that I think women historically have found to feed each other information that needs to get somewhere. And I think that that is that has always happened in the Latino community that especially happens in our community. We have parity for our chapter directors. Um, but there are two women on our board right now. We have our first board advisor that we brought on about a month ago, and she is a member of the Latino Community Foundation in California. We're looking to bring on another Latina right now. So we are very, very heavily influenced by women in our organization. 
and and um in addition to that like so there's this component of getting in jobs we also offer a number of um channels where people that ha are having works workplace challenges or have questions about contracts or have questions about just any aspect of navigating their job search or their job can ask um, the community and we answer and they can do that both in a public way or in an anonymized way in order to protect their privacy no that uh, hey and, and that, that's a great and I, I would just you know writing down a final thought um you know just even um you guys as a source of inspiration and 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 also as a, a phenomenal tool for you know navigating these turbulent waters what are you are you guys doing anything to work with um the youth you know the people that are uh, the the seniors that are graduating from from high school or maybe the, the ones in college that don't know you know, how to break into tech or they think they don't belong in tech. Are you guys doing anything to on, in that respect? Yeah, so actually part of our funds that we collected was um, was uh, donated to Adelante Student Voices, which is a New York organization for undocumented high schools and college students. So in that way, we're, we're keeping um, the student population in mind. While our main focus and our main demographic is for people that have been in tech for an average of three plus years, we we always um, partner up with organizations that have uh, student um, focused organizations like Code Nation, and we also have channels that focus on um, students and, and apprenticeships programs. So there's always like uh, internships and apprenticeships program coming our way, and we publicize those when possible. Oh, I see. I see. But but you, yeah. you are you are you guys planning on maybe just as a final thought, uh, creating chapters for the local youth and, and saying like, look, this is like a techeria youth or uh, you know for local high schools and you know maybe creating that bridge you know for kids to be able to see oh so you know yeah. if Andrea and Felipe made it, I can make so because I see them uh, they broke that glass ceiling and I can now I now there's people like. Uh, like me, you know, working in this in these companies. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we're definitely building those bridges, and our strategy there has been to um, really partner up with organizations that are on the ground that have this population as their focus. And what we do there is we we establish that partnership. Um, we figure out how the best we can help is whether that's providing volunteers, providing like um, technical resources, uh, and then we make that happen basically to augment what they what they're already doing so that they can do more. And in terms of like um, university students, we have a we have university students as our volunteers um, and within within some of our leadership ranks as well. Um, and also, we've started to develop channels for different universities um, and starting to connect them with um, potential opportunities as they transition into the workforce. I think to add to that, one of the things we've also tried to be very conscious about is that there are other groups and even Latino groups like Urban TXT and Latanitas who have been doing this programming for quite some time. And we want to make sure that we 
support their efforts and amplify their efforts in the best way that we can and not sort of like co-op that space or try to overtake that space. We just want to support. That, that, that's amazing. I mean, to, to me, you know, I've been, you've been working with um, uh, with high schools and, you know, doing advocacy here, in, well, in, in Portland. And that, that's been, you know, one of the, uh, the the most passionate issues that we've, you know, that we've encountered. You know, how do we inspire those kids, you know, to believe in themselves and say, like, look, there's others like you. You do have representation and you do have what it takes to be, you know, to have a seat on the table. So, guys, thank you so much for everything that you're doing. It's, uh, you know, continue doing that amazing work. Uh, it's tequeria.org. And we're going to be posting that on our, on our social and our, also on the podcast. So is, is there anything that you, you also guys want to share? How to contact you personally or, or just the organization? I'm andreatecaria.org. If you have any questions or there's any information you would like about our organization. Yeah, and I'm felipe.tecaria.org. If you want to reach out, um, I know if you have any questions, um, if you're like a business owner or just have any questions about resources, feel free to reach out out there. Um, we know it's tough times, but juntos, you know, we're going to get through this and come out of it stronger. That's that's it. Hey, guys, muchísimas gracias por estar con nosotros en esta hora de Latino Founder Hour. Thank you so much. Yeah, and gracias. I wish you the best. And, and again, anything that we can collaborate and we can help, we'll make some intros and, well, stay safe. Thank you. Stay safe. Gracias. Gracias, Latino Founder. Gracias. Gracias a todos. Feliz viernes. Gracias, Claudia. Mando un beso. Today's episode of the Latino Founder Hour is brought to you by Publicize, a deconstructed PR subscription service which generates effective visibility for your business. They offer comprehensive PR services, and Publicize becomes a member of your team and can promote multiple PR announcements monthly. Check them out at publicize.co and tell them Sylvia and Edgar sent you. You've been listening to the Latino Founder Hour podcast. El programa Latino Founder Hour es grabado en las instalaciones de NetSpace en el estudio Bigfoot Podcast en la hermosa ciudad de Portland. Our audio engineer, mixer, and podcast editor is Alain Beausoleil. Diseñador de logo, Carolyn Main. Our network logo was designed by Jessica Chan. Diseñador de sitio web, Cameron Grimes. Our production assistant is Chelsea Lancaster. Tema de música, Funning and Sunning, de Kevin McLeod. Cree en ti mismo, sueña en grande y confía en el universo, de Marta Leticia y Silvia Romero. 